of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 434. Jason Lindgren is with me, and Mr. and Mrs. Agent S is here. And of course, that is a pseudonym for two individuals who are married. And you will shortly comprehend why we're using pseudonyms. For those who have followed, we started doing legal episodes way back before things got tough in 2020. And as we went along, we've refined how we've done it and we've landed on certain things that we accept as correct. Now, as fate would have it, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Agent S had been listening. Now, at one point in the course of their, how should we say, employment, came the enforcement to try to get them to veil their spirits, if you follow what I'm saying. And they held their position. And not only did they held their position, hold their position, um, they succeeded at what they were doing in holding their position. Uh, from there, the unfoldment that we're going to describe here shortly leads them to leave the systems of cities behind and basically go maybe not all the way off grid, but in that direction. Where they set up shop, they begin to build community. Now, remember back to people like Fortune and others saying things like, you've got to build the new Jerusalem now, save yourself. All the things that we've said that you're going to have to pull off one way or another in the coming of, of what's next in this world. With that said, we'll jump in. Uh, welcome, Jason. And good morning. All right. So welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Agent S. Hello. Good morning. Well, Hi, Carl. Good afternoon Hi, now. So well, we're going to be careful how we word things so people can draw their own lines A to B. You should be able to put together what we're doing, but we're going to do it in a broad way. It is not our intent to poke the bear when we do these things. What our intent is, is to show that you have rights. You have the divine spark. You have free will. You have been made beneficiary of this creation, whether you know it or not. And if you know how to conduct yourself, you can hold your position. And this has become maybe one of the primary, most important things in our world as we travel down this crazy train track that we're all on. So, Mr. Agent S, uh, at some point, you're doing what you've been doing for years. You're making a living. And all of a sudden, the day comes. Here you go, bud. You got to veil your spirit now. And from, from the get-go, you kind of decided, I'm not doing that. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we were basically um, given 48 hours notice within a year of the current agenda being there. Um, yeah, given given 48 hours notice, telling them we're going to wear a mask, um, which I politely declined. And, and that's where this story began with those guys. So without being too intricate with the details, you had been listening to Crow 777 Radio. You'd heard, I'm guessing you heard Agent J and all the other things that were done. And you hold your position and you create some documents to hold your position. Can we cover that? Do you feel like we can cover that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Why don't you guys lead the way and I'll keep my ears perked up. Okay. So do you want me to? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. So basically there is one truth and we knew that we were studying it. Um, and we knew that a lot of the rules and regulations, so-called rules and regulations being enforced upon people weren't based in anything at all. And they were illogical, nonsense, etc. We all know about that. So what we did out the door with confidence um, was basically served notice over and over again to push mm. that corporation to validate the claims that they were making, validate your reason for dismissing me, please. What law have I broken that would be deemed as gross misconduct? And you have five days to provide this evidence to mm. us, knowing that the evidence didn't really exist. So we kind of bat it back to them because actually, weirdly, the law was on our side. Yeah. So yeah. there was a dismissal. Yeah, that they, they gave me 48 hours. Within that 48 hours, I tried to have a, have a meeting with them. I got one um, and just said, like, look, I am exempt. I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared to, to wear a mask. Um, to which they then the, uh, they gave me uh, a day and said, try not to go into too much detail, but they gave me like three strikes of moving from where I was sat without one, which happened. And then I got a letter on my desk for gross misconduct. They suspended me. Um, that literally the, the day they suspended me, we 
we came straight came straight back to, to our house and we just we just set up like right we know we've got to we're not just going to lie down and, and take this so we, we started getting pen to paper didn't we and started yeah. writing the whole thing and got all Revisited the evidence episodes, yeah. just yeah. looked at like how do you word it what how can you know all the details you would need in order to sound confident and to execute it and not get yourself into a pickle as well so to not open up any cans of worms we couldn't um deal with um, the simple stuff the simple stuff really worked yeah. it was like okay this is what you're saying prove it <laughs> and you've got five days yeah, and if you don't do. prove it we'll we'll make the assumption you can't yeah, yeah so these are these are not affidavits these are literally notices and you're learning from the episodes of others that we had covered is that how you're figuring out how to do it absolutely like yeah, what serve notice on wasn't it so yeah. like yeah. this regulation is bs because okay so that can we can send a notice saying right validate this and please do it within five days or we'll assume we can't yeah. um so, if this is making sense <laughs> yeah it started with saying it was refusal and we were saying it's really it's not refusal it's exemption and then you look you look into exemption and it's 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 about if it, in england it's it's regarding if it if it causes you stress discomfort well that that's a reason for self-certifying yourself for being exempt and then it was just they were it was just a battle of, of pretty much for the first part was prove this is wrong off, off our government's website like you, you're saying you're, you're working to these laws or rules it's like okay well see if you show me that you understand what you're doing and what you're what you're firing um, at us because i don't know I don't know if it was the same in the us as it is in the uk but there was a, such a thing as declaring yourself as exempt and you had if you declared yourself as exempt from wearing a mask, you didn't have to um, justify why. You just said, right, I'm exempt. And that's that, which was part and parcel of how ridiculous it all was. Mm. It was also things like you have five days notice to prove that this won't harm me. Mm. Um, if you can't prove it won't harm me, we'll assume it will. You know, that kind of thing. So just kind of deconstructing the entire idea by serving notice, but mm. being absolutely like... You know, relentless with it. The amount yeah. that we sent off was unbelievable. I wouldn't expect we gave them a bit of an administration headache. Or yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, everything everything they said, it was like, okay, well, everything you're saying is is gospel. Well, then prove prove what it's based on, and they they literally couldn't. And we knew that we was we, there's one truth, and we were stood in it. So we, we'll sit and we'll sit and battle you forever until, until the cows come in because we're doing it ourselves. We don't. <laughs> it's the it, it was kind of costing us. It's a, a bit of a yeah, stress. Time. Yeah, time stressful. and stress. But we knew that they, they can sit and pay your legal team all you want. We'll just keep everything you say was like a little child that just went, why? 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 And they, yeah, they, eventually they capitulated. Yeah. So basically, at the base of what you did, you asked a simple question Show me the law. What's all this based on? Can you please show me the law that allows you to do this thing? Secondarily, what you did is you defended your God-given rights and you said things like prove this won't do me harm and other things. And you did it all without affidavits. And so I think we should kind of move on, but I'll try to sum up in a way that informs people listening the outcome without saying too much. Uh, basically what happens here is they win. I think they do it in less than a year and there's a settlement and it is a sizable settlement. But on the end of that, they try to cover their tracks. You know, you've heard so much. How many times have we talked about others who have held their ground against the system? I remember a general retired back in the 30s, comes home, retires, and the bank takes his home. It's one of the first cases I'm aware of where a individual went out to prove none of this is based on law. The bank loans are illegal. The taking back of the property is illegal. And he wins. But what they do with the win is they bury it and they tell the man, you can't talk about this uh, and all these things. And this is what's going on in the world. But to sum up, here's the problem for a lot of people out there. Before we came on the air, the two agents here said it was the most stress their marriage had ever gone through. That's one thing to consider. It was. It, was. it really was. It, <laughs> it was, was. A, a, time, a, a huge time commitment. And obviously their legal team know how to worry frighten intimidate oh, and it was mind-blowing actually yeah. what what was put forward in order to put us off pursuing or carrying on with the relentless we're not going to go away i'm not <laughs> gonna lie there were a few times where you're like is this, is this worth, worth it, it? Um, and then you're like no and then, no, then they know it's like you actually no, it 
it's 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 it has to be done it's yeah. not a question yeah. of is it worth it it's like you've actually got to do this knowing yeah. what you know you can't not do it turn around and use that done. headwind and lift the tail and doesn't it yeah. Like, yeah you're the more you throw at us now the more we are we are going to do this we are we'll just keep keep batting it back to you let's wrap up this portion so what's what's happening here is they close out they win and for the standard of where they were they win pretty big but let me talk a moment about the way you've got to learn to think in the new era. What happens is their award, almost to the penny, covers their move to go start a new life, basically away from system cities. In my mind, I've, I've seen so many emails that resemble this. This is what's the old saying when someone slams a door, the creator opens up a window. There's all these cliches that talk about what I'm trying to get at here. When one door closes, another opens. That, there it is. There's another example of it. And when you, <laughs> when you hear things like this settlement almost to the penny uh, pays for this new start, in my mind, this is the universe appreciating that you have stood for the rights that the creator granted you. And I've heard so many versions of people scared to death. I'm going to lose my job. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I don't know how I'm going to live. And after the fact, a few months later, I'm getting emails back saying, I thank my lucky stars that I did what I did. I was petrified, scared to death, but I did this thing. And now I am in such a better place. And at the base of it, when I examine all these hundreds of emails since this all started. What I see is had they backed down and let the system administrate them, basically take their rights and tell them what to do, and they accept it, subconsciously, you're living in a prison. You're not happy. You don't want to do these things, and yet you're doing these things. And when you stand and defend your God-given rights, that's a whole other world to live in. And what comes on the backside of that is a critical thing to talk about. But don't do this with any illusions. They've created these problems so that it is a royal pain in the ass to push back. It is a royal pain in the butt, the threats, this, everything that goes with it. But if you are standing in your truth, you will recognize that they have no authority. They have none of what they are doing is defensible on any level. Um, but it's getting worse. What I'm hearing now is corporations are outsourcing their you know, opt-out ideas to other places that say there's no second chances. This is all nonsense. They don't determine whether your life gets a second chance. So let's move on from here. So basically, you guys settle out and you're saying, I'm getting the heck out of systems of the city. And I don't know if you'll describe yourself as wholly off-grid, but it's in that general direction where you're going to go set up a place away from cities, create food, your own work. Why don't you guys pick up there? So because the whole um, ex-employer thing was unfolding, it gave us a little bit of time to start looking around for places. And we looked all over the UK <laughs> And we, as you say, you know, when the universe just gives you that nod, if you've done what you just, just did, there was right. And it was right for you, right for your family. Um, just this amazing plot appeared for oh, us. Um, yeah. yeah, it just appeared. The synchronicities it, 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 are amazing. Yeah, right? just how, the, how, how it all unfolded and lined up. And the, what we settled for, like you say, it was a lot of pressure, a lot of stress on the, on the marriage. And when that figure came through, we were like, take it, run mm. out of here. Brilliant. Hallelujah. Wow. As if that just happened because uh, it was exactly what we needed and yeah so we are i suppose we are off grid we've bought a plot from a forest and the forest generates its own energy through hydro so we don't generate our own energy but the forest does and we're tapped into their network if you like and we have we get our water by well from a hill so we are not um, we're not taking anything from the system, if you like. We have a little community up here that look after the forest and are part of the forest, doing various different bits and bobs within the forest, all manner of kind of farming and um, you know, food growing and this and that and the other happening. And everybody mucks in and takes care of it all. Um, so, yeah, so that we were just really lucky. The plot had planning. Um, we have the forest behind us. Mountains either side, a beach in front of us, just an incredible environment to do all the things that we were absolutely prevented from doing when we lived in the thick of it. In the it was a dream, wasn't it? It was a dream. And, and, and what happened was just a catalyst for if we don't do it now, when will we ever do it? So it's like, let's, let's just do it. And 
to be fair, it was for me, like you, I assume you as well, it was, it was quite, it was daunting. It was a little bit scary. It was exciting. It was such a mixture of the emotions, yeah. but. Sad to leave family. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the, a big was one. Big Sad to leave family because we have we've moved to a different country, basically. Yeah. Um, so yes, sadly, family. However, our family don't think the same way as us. So in a way, it's another great positive thing you could never um, anticipate happens. It's brought us closer because we're not on top of each other, mm. arguing. I I think this. Well, I believe that. Well, I think you're mad for doing that. You know, mm. families. It's difficult, isn't it, when families almost think you're borderline causing harm by not um walking around wearing your mask scrubbing mm. your hands putting detergent all over yourself all the time mm. you know how's your little girl ever going to be safe that kind of thing mm. so it, that distance actually became a beautiful thing it makes the time you spend together you, you treasure it more you actually you we used to go and see family and you kind of just go down and sit down and have night and we see them it's it's brilliant isn't it yeah. everybody's we, really we really go around it, argue really. leave <laughs> <laughs> they'll be seen them once in a while then we go around and it's really nice and we all make the most of it <laughs> um, and obviously the forest already got this kind of infrastructure in place so we've been able to tap into this amazing little community that have already got an allotment going whereby you know there's a little container with a fridge in it so now we're coming to the time of year where everything's abundant you know we're cucumbered out so i'm taking my <laughs> cucumbers down and then there'll be a bunch of tomatoes in there you just swap it there'll be yeah everybody's trading every day and just this kind of hub fridge in the middle of the container that we all go to on a daily basis. Mm. It's it's lovely. Surplus is shared and spread out, including seeds. People trade. We've got a little group chat. Um, oh, I've got four colleagues. Anybody got any salad mm. seeds? You know, it's a new um, tender. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And sharing knowledge as well. That's a big one. So mm. we are winging everything. <laughs> basically, yeah, we're doing a good job. Winging well. everything. Yeah. So yeah. to have experienced growers there and people who maybe have kept animals people who understand how to build you know just the yeah there's a real community here i wouldn't say everybody is totally um outside of the construct mm. however everybody is working towards a more independent self-sufficient self-reliant healthier cleaner way of being and most people are way less um zombified it's an absolutely brilliant place to live it's, it's there's so many there's so there were so many more people in suburbia but you you could be around so many people all the time and you'd not know any of them or speak to any of them there's so little people here but you know all about them you, you, i have more conversations with the the five percent of people that live here in comparison to where we used to live but I know so much about them and we're so involved with everything. It just, it's such, it's just, it's brilliant. It's really, yeah. really nice. It's just, it's And, it's and exactly rewarding. like you said, Crow, when you take that leap of faith, because it did feel like a leap of faith. We, mm. we blind, didn't, blind. Kind of, you, know, <laughs> um, you get rewarded. And we've no end of times I've sat down flabbergasted and gone, how has this just landed in my lap? Mm. How on earth am I in this situation? This is just like I've walked into my, amazing kind of life built for me how did how what like wow um and i think you are rewarded when you do um standing your truth when you do be brave and be strong and you know we did it with no knowledge no experience no tools we came up with nothing <laughs> one of the guys is like right so you've got to build a what tools have you got i'm like well literally i've got three hammers <laughs> <laughs> I could probably take a cabin down, but not build. But <laughs> I got, I got, I went from working, working in an office to, to building a, a cabin. So yeah, so that's that. Um, it's an amazing place. It's incredible what lined itself up for us and what was waiting here. It's not. It, this is not a standalone place. You know, we've now come to know that there's loads of these places all over the place. It's just you've got to get out there, and start looking for it, and put that intention out there, and really know what you want to find. And it, you'll find it. It will come to you. I absolutely know that because I'm living that right now myself. And beyond all belief, actually. Let, let me make an observation here. When I first met you some time ago, we had to reschedule this recording. So from the time we first met to when I spoke with the two of you again this morning, I could hear in your language um, that your mind has shifted and that you guys get what matters. And you refer to it as living in your truth. And I'll say this, when you come to comprehend that the creator has given you the divine spark of life, free will, and he's made you beneficiary, or maybe I should say, not say he, I should say the creator has granted you 
as beneficiary of this creation. When you know that to be correct beyond any doubt, it's a whole different world of thinking. And not only do you know that at that point, and your life will change when you actually take that on board as inviolable, the truth that can't be broken, look back at the systems that they just left. The system knew that that was true because they're busy violating those rights if they can. And violation might even not be the right word because what they're actually doing is tricking you or coercing you into breaking those rights for yourself. And this is proven. And I've heard this from a number of people from the UK now that say on the books, there's a thing called self-certification, self-certified exemption, which we didn't cover. What it basically means is when you're told you got to do this, that, or the other thing, you can simply say, I'm exempt. Not explain yourself, not anything. Yeah. Well, through, I think, the GDPR, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. You just, you just, don't you have just to. say, so you my just medical say records it. are I'm, private. I'm exempt. Why are you exempt? I don't have to disclose that. They're the not end. even allowed to ask. The end. Yeah. And, <laughs> allegedly, they're not even supposed to ask. So here's the thing, though. Mr. Agent S does exactly what the codes and the laws are saying. I'm exempt. What happens? He gets fired. So they're violating the only truth that that is actually there, which is your right to say I'm exempt. So I want to point this out because not only do Mr. and Mrs. Agent S comprehend what the creator has granted to them, the system is aware of it too, which is why they have to put a back door. They make up all these mandates and other fancy words that mean basically nothing to fool you, to coerce you, to get you to violate your own rights for them. When in fact, there's a basis that says you can just simply say you're exempt. And when someone does it, what happens? They violate your rights a little further. And when you consider what's actually going on, someone, let's just take as an example, someone worked in a place for 10 years and they're good at it. They intend to stay there till they retire if they can. And then they get dismissed in a situation like this. Think about the settlement. So if the company that is trying to violate your, get you to violate your own rights, pays you off a year's pay, and you would have worked there another eight, you see what I'm talking about? It's not hurting them in the least in the long run. Um, So we need to keep all these things in mind. And it doesn't matter the money. I'm not trying to make a big point of the money, because in this case, the settlement proved that it paid for what they were going to do almost to the penny. What, What bigger single do you need from the universe? So basically, there's a couple things going on now. You guys are creating your own food. You're creating your power away from a grid. And maybe most importantly, you're creating a little new Jerusalem. You're all bartering too many cucumbers. I need something that you got. And you're all trading back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And and skills as well. Skills. There's so many people out here that will, you know, I I have a horse um, and teaching horsemanship through the eyes of the horse has been a big part of my life. And the amount of families that have said, oh, my daughter would love to ride or my son would love to ride. how about I do, you do that for an hour and I'll do this for an hour because that's kind of the way this little community mm. works because we are quite isolated. So getting to anything that's convenient is quite difficult. So people have learned to work with what they've got and you could easily survive here without money. You could get by, you could do it. You know, if you've got, if you've got skills, if you're growing food, whatever, you could, you could do it. Mm. It's possible. It's totally possible. I didn't believe that three years ago at no. all. No. And now we're here now going, why isn't everyone doing this? You know, because we've got nothing special, nothing more than the guys who live next door to us in middle suburbia. We just chose to go, no more BS. Let's just go out there. And it was getting crazy, wasn't it? Live. The 5G rollout. It was getting, oh, yeah, yeah. It, was it was ugly and toxic where we live. People behaving crazy. It was it's a different world. Yeah. We live in a different world now. So, have you worked out a way to make income within the new community? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I was saying before I went up to, to sort our daughter, I came from an office to come in here to, to realizing, oh, I've just built a cabin and like, so what a standard and people coming in like, have you done this? I'm like, yeah. And then just from that, just, just going around and helping friends, you start by building a fence. You're like, oh, pretty good at that. And then building a massive decking area, summer houses and yeah, big, big log stores. And like, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been amazing. It's so rewarding. It's the, it's the first thing I've done as a, as a job in my life. And I wouldn't say it's a job. It's more, it feels like a hobby. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a job um, where I'm actually creative. 
and it just oh it's so rewarding it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant I'm, I, I love it I absolutely yeah. love it we're in quite a touristy area so I look after little cottages so when guests leave clean tidy mm. repair maintain handover ready for next guest mm. um, and it's just a nice little earner for me and obviously I've got my horse and my horsemanship as well um, and people have gone crazy for that um, because we we're home educators and in a previous life I ran a little project for kiddies whereby we did project-based learning through the eyes of the horse so we deliver sciences and nutrition and various other different bits and bobs from the point of view of the horse so and it's quite a quite a unique thing I think and people loved it because it's because of the kind of community we're in they were like that is great that is awesome a lot of people up here flexi schools so yeah so that's been an amazing thing where I've been like wow I've just walked into a huge client base I had to graft to get clients before and it's like people were texting me saying I've heard you do this can 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 I get involved that's which is in, which is insane about being in a small community yeah just word of mouth everything just goes yeah. around it's just like me I've just said I've, I we actually I was doing some some work and helping a friend that we met through a food growing group didn't we yeah. it was just just Brilliant. So a, a group of people that are on the same wavelengths as us and probably most of your listeners mm. created a little group mm. called the Place Where We Live Hub. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a telegram group and we just share knowledge, bits and bobs. We've got spare, again, like a trading point, yeah. I suppose, mm. and a social point a as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the whole community listening to this podcast? If we share it, we've mm-hmm. not told anybody what we're doing, to be honest, because... I feel a bit of a prat. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just seems a bit strange to kind of tell your story like this. Um, but we should be proud of what we've done. I should stop feeling like a prat. So, Jason, I feel like we should get into the homeschooling portion of this. By the time people have heard this episode, we will have covered some homeschooling, which is catching on big in the bear community, which of all the communities I'm aware of, you know, people have so many bad things to say about groups out there, like someone made them judge, jury, and executioner. But what I see is one of the tight, tightest knit, big building communities uh, engaged in all the things we're talking about to pull away, wean away from the systems of control. And I don't give a damn about anything else as long as no one's getting hurt. If you're doing that, you're a benefit to everybody, but the homeschooling's going on here. And by the time you'll hear this, you will have heard fortune come. And the reason we're doing the fortune episode on education is because fortune was there and knows what was lost right around 1930. You could almost call it the Rockefellerization of education in the same way it happened to medical. And he's going to lay down for all those folks out there trying to homeschool and teach their own young Fortune's going to lay down what were those things we lost when education was actually educating people. So, Jason, let's get into uh, into the kind of community home education group that the two agents are engaging in. Okay, so it sounds like you uh, wanted to link up with other families in the community to get your whole homeschooling network started. How did that work? Yeah, yeah. So we'd already decided we were going to homeschool before we made the move because the schools where we are from are so hideous. The Mm. idea of putting her in was just absolutely not. Obviously, when we came here, we just got this most amazing nurturing, nature-based environment to homeschool from, which just is amazing. It's beautiful and um, just so nurturing. I can't think of a better word to describe it. So we start to meet people and the this little hub that we we're involved in said, oh, you need to chat out this, this lady. She's running a little hub for people that are also thinking like we think and want to home educate or are worried about home educating and just need some support. So it's just basically people kind of either doing it, half doing it or wanting to do it, but not confident enough. Mm-hmm. And it started out as a bit of a social thing. So we started out hiring a hall. And we were like, this hall's available for this amount of time. Come along, hang out with us. And we would use that time to do kind of activities that were uh, better done with big groups, you know, because there's lots of stuff you can do with the children at home. But some things are just better done with larger groups of kids. So it became like, uh, what activity can we do this week with a big group of kids um, and so forth and so on. And then from that, things have just sprouted and grown. So, for example, I run a community allotment for the children. Again, totally winging it, but um, it's been so abundant and so brilliant. Mm. Obviously, having the horses, we can harvest the manure, we can we can make our own um, compost. We're by the sea. We've got 
all that stuff that the sea, yeah, all the stuff that the sea offers up. So it's just a huge amount of learning, not just about how to grow food, but you know, science, science basically, um, and the natural world. Um, so yeah, so that's been amazing. Um, there's a lady who's big into her arts and crafts. There's another lady who plays violin, who's fantastic and has delivered some music. There's so yeah, it's all going on. It and it's we are too busy, too busy. There's too mm. and to say how little people live around here, it's fab. Um, so much going on. Isn't yeah, it? we just set that intention, made a conscious effort to network. So we got off our bums and was like, who's where and what are they about? And you know, actively went to town. Oh, let's meet. Let's let's say hello. Blah 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 blah. And here we are. What are the children's ages and how have they responded? My ch- what? How old is my child? Well, all the children involved, is it? Oh, the group. group. Oh, group. yeah, the group. Oh, okay. So the youngest would be like 18 months that attends the groups through to, I would say, 12 to 13 is the eldest. When we get together, there's anywhere between kind of 8 and 16 children, typically. Um, and we've done, when we get together to, group, to do group activities, it's often big art projects or sports, mm-hmm. you know, where you need a bit of a team or things that are where it might be nice to get the elder children supporting the younger children. Yeah, um, really that, so, they? yeah, I mean, we've done all kinds of things. <laughs> my daughter in the background. Um, so, yeah, building stuff, big art projects, being down and done big beach clearances, all kinds of things. And the children have responded brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. All are happier. Um, all are thriving, all get on really well, all have a great sense of responsibility. Um, I had the most wonderful moment with one little girl who had never pushed a wheelbarrow. And I said, we were working in the allotment and she pushed a wheelbarrow and I've got the most fantastic photo of her just absolutely made up with herself because she could fill the wheelbarrow and pushed it. And it's the little things like that, you know, the, the practical skills where she'd achieved something for herself. Um, that was really important to her. And it might have only been a wheelbarrow, but it was so important and so great for her. Um, I could tell you loads of just lovely little stories of where you've gone, that would never have happened in school. Um, I think schools as well. I think schools as well, they kind of teach you to conform. They teach you to stand in line. They teach you to accept. They don't teach you to critically think. To critically think. Empire's boot camp. (laughs) I remember leaving school and thinking, well, how can I translate any of this into reality into the world I mean, you just, I just felt out of place like i, I didn't have a skill set such to do the bits and bobs exactly and the stuff you needed by design isn't it exactly it's, how it should be exactly yeah and that, hence why, why we didn't want to be in any part of that system no the kids are great the kids are the kind of kids that i would have no problems i'd take them all on look after them all you know i do in the allotment i don't worry i don't stress about behavior i don't stress about what what we do what material will i use we just go with the flow and it's brilliant and it's a pleasure and it's a joy and it's great. All good. <laughs> There's a big underlying idea that I'm sensing because I'm so old. When I was 12, <laughs> when I was 12, had the world shut down, I could have fed myself. I did every day. I went out into the world and I would fish, do whatever we would go feed ourselves. That generation seems so far behind now. And two generations before me, my grandparents, I didn't know almost anyone who didn't have a home garden. So I'll ask you, those children that are about 12 or 13, such a critical age, such a critical age. In older times, those young boys and girls would be preparing to be told they were adults now and they had to put away their childish things. Unfortunately, the quinceanera and the bar or bat mitzvah are about the only remnants any of us can detect where the adults have kept their culture and told those children, it's time for you to grow up now. Life is not all about fun and games. And we don't have that mostly. But those young teens, do you feel like they're on the cusp of if the world just kind of shut down one day, do you think they could make their way? Could they feed themselves? Would they begin to know how to grow things and that, that kind of thing? Absolutely. And one of the things that we're arranging in September and which we will open up to the bear community, actually, as, as you mentioned, the bear community, because, again, another great community, another fantastic community. And we're arranging a wild camp. So we're going to forage. The kids will forage. The kids will cook. The kids will create shelter. 
The kids mm. will um, will take them swimming. We'll do we'll do all sorts of kinds of things. We'll go fishing. Um, so we're going to really try and make like and make it a regular thing because we're lucky to be in an environment where all that stuff is literally on our doorstep and accessible. Mm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I think they would. Uh, I hope they would. And we and if they don't, and if they've you know not able to, then that's what these weekends are about. And I was only saying to Martin. Uh, around like three five years ago you know i would never have thought that we would be able to be doing what we're doing now mm. now i'm like expanding it even further going okay so what we can kind of activities can we do um maybe we'll talk about this later but i'm i'm currently going through some doula training and i'm thinking about birthing retreats i'm thinking about how can i get more land i'm thinking about you know it's expanding already and we're really kind of really early on in our journey um, so yeah, I would like to think that they would be equipped, and if they're not, we're putting things in place to ensure that those that perhaps wouldn't have the confidence, maybe, or would be a bit, oh, I'm not too sure. Um, we're going to get those activities going so that they can and do it in a fun and nurturing environment. I'm so happy that our little girl, by the by the time she's 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 four now, um, by the time she's five or six, she'll be able to do all this. I don't, oh, she's I don't, amazing I don't, in the garden, just, absolutely she's, amazing. She'll just be able to do like you've just said. She she could really just. She could grow her own food. She knows all the horsemanship. She's got she, oh, yeah. she has so many skills. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant to see how much she develops. It's, oh, it's just fantastic. Oh. This is the real revolution that we need and the thing that will scare the yeah, bad guys yeah, the yeah. most. And, yeah, that's you know, it. And it's, it's great for the parents as well because actually you say that the kids, well, the kids now, some of these parents don't know and they'll <laughs> openly say it. They'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I've got to like 30-something, 40-something and yeah. I've never... I've never been out and just got myself a meal that's not come from a main supermarket or whatever. Mm. So it's great for the whole family. It's a family learning experience. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. We're looking at the, the wild camping where the kids take the lead on everything is something I'm really keen to do. And I think that will be really fun. And I know a lot of the families we engage with don't have a lot of money. So holidays are outside of probably what they're going to be aiming for anytime soon when he travels still if he anyway but you know that it uh, it ticks a lot of boxes and i think it'll be really cool and it's you know where we live while camping is fine so there's no it's free it's mm -hmm. if you've got a tent it's great and you can for, you could for easily forage where we live and fish for i just started that Actually, yeah, just, not to, just learn to just, fish. Oh, um, you could easily go for two or three days, even as a complete novice. You could you could get two or three days out of it if you took your water with you. But then that's another thing we could look at with them is you know how to get clean water. So yeah, the it's limitless, isn't it? It's just limitless. I could rant on about this forever. <laughs> you know, we could fill two hours with me talking about how enthused I am about homeschooling and what the environment is providing for us. But I won't. <laughs> Who knew that when the creator made us beneficiaries of this creation, that it provided every single thing we will ever need. But you guys are about a gazillion miles away from the typical 12, 13-year-old who are being brought up on Xbox and virtually shooting people all day. All right. So I want to get into, you guys have also created another uh, social enterprise that has to do with a timber business and a wood bank. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's in the midst in the process of all. Yeah. So. Done, yeah. Do you want to take the lead on yeah, this one? Yeah. Go for it. Well. Okay. So we uh, are in the process of negotiating a little patch of land within our forest in order to create a community sawmill yeah. because the community own the forest that we we currently live in. Um. So it's a way for the community to access local timber which they own anyway because um, it's theirs they put a, they managed to raise the money to buy an enormous hundreds of hectares of forest um mm. i think it was 12 15 years ago or something like that so yeah it makes the timber accessible so we're going to open a sawmill the sawmill will take the timber from the hill mill it and turn it into a usable product um, so then people within our kind of local community have got access to timber products in order to do whatever they want to do with timber products, plus providing firewood. And a sawmill creates an incredible amount of waste, which is perfect for firewood. So knowing what everyone's facing with the ridiculous fuel prices, we decided that the best way to deal with that would be to open up a wood bank that would run much yeah. the same way as a food bank. Yeah. Um, to try and not to solve, but to certainly ease just, the... Yeah, assist. Aid just to yeah just to help people yeah. um yeah, yeah we can use it as a bit of a, a charitable or a community interest company and 
um, basically gift wood and firewood to people. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people around here that have got holiday homes, it's the normal, like a bit like us. I don't know, that's, I guess the term normal is probably wrong. But then you've got a lot of people that have been here for years and they're quite old and there's some elderly of- and, and I, we, we feel we want, really want to give something back yeah, and, and to be able to give them, even if it's a bag or two a week of, of firewood, just to, to, in the winter, the winter can be harsh here. Just, just to help them, and, and just, yeah, just, just also integrates us into the community again. Just yeah, it's, it's just it, the, the thing comes full cycle so many times as to mm. why it is a good idea, mm. um, and and yeah, then you've got the opportunity, obviously, for training. So the other thing is, is we can take on people and train them how to mill wood, how to fell timber, how yeah. to work with wood and create things and build things and whatnot. Where the it's opportunity to create jobs for people as well. Just, again, like the home education idea. Um, we are in a place where there's so many trees. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And yeah. trees trees that fall that are a danger that people want to have removed. Now, if you've got a community sawman and somebody who's prepared to show you how to turn that into a chair, a table, a piece Star of jacket. Stargazing chairs is a big thing. Yeah, yeah or, or whatever, you know. I mean, how amazing would that be? Mm. Having the kids come along to some kind of wood workshop after we've done camping and after we've done food growing and you know it's just it's just more skills that you can take out into the world it's just, just you can actually use real, real skills real life skills so yeah we're we're in the midst of negotiating that at the minute that's not sealed but 95 percent there mm. so cross your fingers and your toes for us everyone <laughs> so i'd like to make an observation the other thing that occurs to me that you're describing is a community who has access to a forest and timber is not going to treat that forest in the same way a corporation would, where we used to see clear cutting. And not only did they clear cut, but when they got busted for clear cutting, they would come in and plant in a way that changed the whole makeup uh, and biome uh, of the thing. See, but what you guys are doing, you know damn well, each person involved will have a direct interest in preserving uh, the natural uniqueness of that patch of wood. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. People have been around here for years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. People are really, really care about it. Actually, yeah. really, really care about it. Um, so which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Amazing, yeah. And so they should. Um, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's, we're very lucky. It is really nice because we come from a place and in being in suburbia, it's like the more people are there, the less people care about things. People don't, you see people just walk past litter on their own street. Remember Whereas here, you, you don't see any you of You said that. earlier about like if you were broken down. Yeah, well, it, it was. If, if where we come from, if you're broken down, people would drive past you all day. You get, you stop because you need to take a telephone call. People stop at the side and you're like, are you all right? You need a lift. <laughs> you need you really People know that you're in the middle of nowhere. So everybody just helps everybody. And it's just, it is just a different way of being. I know we keep banging on about it, but it's just, it is. It's just, it's great. It's amazing. And just, just from feeling that and the, the, the great feeling you get from that is like with this kick and this sawmill. It's just, we just, you just want to be a part of it and give back. And then people, it's just, yeah, it's just a great community. And it's kind of like growing. It's the just... local mechanic is the local farmer. The, the local <laughs> fireman yeah. is the local sawmill Sawmill You know, yeah, the local just... <laughs> vegetable person is the local midwife, and, you know, etc. It's, it's a really interesting community. I mean, we broke down when we arrived had the van fixed and we couldn't even pay him. We was like, oh, we were chasing him. can we give you some money, please? And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, so interesting. Wow. So, Jason, I'm going to begin to wrap up because there's another piece of this that I think is important for us to cover. Both Agent S's uh, are doing home birth. And there's a story here to be told about being partially in the system, partially out, finally breaking with the system. And how much effort have we spent on natural birth? Uh, in my view, one of the most important things, because this is our hope for the future. These will be the human beings that have been equipped to deal with what's coming down the road. And what's coming down the road is black as black can be, dark, uncaring. I've heard from people who are highly spiritual that what's happening in this world right now is a replay of what happened in Atlantis. The dark hearts that went too far with tech and destroyed the place, these are the remnants of them, I have heard. Whether or not that's true, everybody knows that has stopped to breathe a little bit of air, recharge their spirit, and look around that what's going on here is not normal. It is artificial, it is technically driven, and it is done without care for a living soul anywhere. So, Jason, is there anything you want to add before I wrap up hour one? 
Well, as far as the homeschooling thing is concerned, how does the UK government deal with that sort of thing, especially with them not pestering you? Oh, it varies from county to county. So um, the particular county we're in, because we're very rural, they're fine. Because our, so for example, our closest secondary school, senior school, um, is like a 45 minute to an hour's drive away. So mm. a lot of people, just because of how rural we are, have mm. homeschooled or do flexi school or whatever. So it's not a big deal here. You can hop over the border five minutes away um, and it's just awful, particularly mm. if you're trying to leave. If you're already in it, uh, and then that, that's leave. what I was about to say. That's, yeah, that's where it gets really sticky, enrolled, and they just make yeah. life hell. I haven't experienced it personally, but there are people that attend our home education group that have had absolute hell, stress. You know, I'm talking like the levels of stress that we felt when we were going through the the employment stuff. They're checking up on you all the time, aren't I they? I think if, the, if the leave, deal is you. is don't enter in the first place. Yeah. Don't go. You know, don't sign up. Uh, if you don't sign up, then you've not made that commitment, that agreement, whatever. What you're saying is don't begin mainstream school and that alleviates. Yeah, yeah, yeah once yeah. you're enrolled, you're in once the system, you're enrolled, you, yeah. they're, they're on your case. Yeah, yeah. once you're yeah. enrolled, you're then subject to, if you leave, uh, can you evidence the kind of education that you're delivering? And then they scrutinize that evidence and then they may say, well, that's not satisfactory or you're missing this or you're missing that, whatever. You know, you're open mm. to them. You're in a dialogue with them. Mm. Whereas if you never present in the first place, I think they more or less leave you alone. There's no yeah. agreement. This comes down to agreements and contracts, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we we never we've not enrolled Connie. Obviously, we won't. Yeah, and that I think that's the that's the key. Just don't do it. Just don't do it in the first mm. instance. So we were lucky enough to have that information because I think a lot of people do. They because the way it works over here is you have to enroll early in order to ensure you get a place. Get one of the few places. So people are like, oh well, I'll yeah. enroll and then I'll just make a decision when it gets close to the time. Or as soon as you sign that form to say i'd like a, I'd like a place in your school yeah. and that's it they're basically in the system as far as i'm aware but obviously we've never done it um somebody has told me that if you never set foot through the gates as in if you never go onto the premises then you can back out at any minute so if you don't complete your first day kind of thing I don't know if that's true, though, because it's not something we've done and it's something we're never going to do. I'm going to say it's not something we're going to test. Yeah, we're not going to test that out <laughs> in a month's This is no different than the whole birth certificate argument. Um, the problem becomes that depending on where you live, the system will impose and assume as it does. And that's I think that's a big part of what's about to come. I fully expect that everyone will be treated as if they have been vaccinated, as if they have done the things that have been put forth by the mainstream effort here. And you're making a big point here. If you don't enter into the initial contract, there is in fact a difference in what happens next. But I'll tell you what, guys, I'm going to wrap up hour one of 434. When we come back, I want to jump in to the natural birthing idea. And yours is interesting because at first you're kind of 50% in mainstream and 50% out and you get to a point where you make the break. So thank you guys so much. It's inspiring to hear you. I'm so glad that you're hooking up with the bear community because they're all about what you're all about. Yeah. Oh, they've, they've been amazing. People listening better listen carefully and start to get all about it because what could come next is almost unimaginable. If this train keeps rolling down the track and there is no act of God or it doesn't implode under its own weight, I have seen what might come here and it ain't a pretty picture. So that is hour one of 434 and you can get hour two if you're a member at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W 777radio.com. All members, of course, have free access on the website to the two-hour film called Shoot the Moon which covers my basically half a decade of filming the skies. It's won 10 or 11 awards since Jason put it up at film festivals. It's a very different film. You've never seen anything like it. I guarantee it. But there it is. I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. And I hope to see you over at the website for hour two. There it is. Cheers.